0: back to the Sunday roast. How's it going guys? How the hell are you? How was your week? I mean how the hell are you? How was your week? Good? Bad? Indifferent? I've had a reasonably good week. I am back in Dublin so the heart is lifting by the day, by the second, by the moment. I absolutely adore being home. Got invited to a birthday party last night and then I found out at around 10 o'clock that it was great Gatsby themed. In other words, I did not go to a birthday party last night. However, we are all well. Thank you so much for all of your messages throughout the week. Uh, Incredibly kind of you. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed to the Patreon. For those of you that don't know, there is a new roast in the bloody oven. It's called the Baby Roast. It's going to be released every Wednesday night exclusively to the Patreon. So if you haven't subscribed... Please do. The link is in my bio on Instagram, or you can just go on to patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Also, that's where you'll find all the details about the live shows, merchandise, etc. So let's go. Anyway, I had a bit of an interesting week. In the sense that I got invited to a wedding. Right? I feel like I'm at that age now where getting invited to a wedding is the worst thing in the world. I actually hate it. When I get that shag and save the date, I get a rush and a surge of resentment towards the couple. I get less anxiety these days when I get asked to go to a funeral than when I get invited to a wedding. Getting invited to a wedding is much more of a death sentence. It's essentially an idiot tax on those willing to spend 72 hours and 600 quid on a weekend in some refurbished manner called like Nikitty kiln- kiln- or something. The only reason The reason why it's probably called Killing the Kitty is because it was operating as a Magdalene laundry up until 2007. Like, at least with a funeral, you know what to wear. At least with a funeral, you know when to care. When I go to a funeral... Okay. at least I know that I'm not going to get somebody coming up to me after the speeches with red wine teeth and breath that smells more deceased than the person we are mourning asking me how my mourning was and if I encountered much traffic on the M7. The only tailgate here, Deirdre, is your boyfriend following me to the buffet and making jokes about melon. You can't make jokes about melon, Kenneth. I know you've asked me to leave, but I can't elope. Do you know what I mean? Or, have you seen Breaking Bad? Or, did you stop off in the service stations in Kinnegad? You're literally making small talk about petrol, Kenneth. How, How do they even let you out of the house? Also, like, I don't know what's more insincere. The stuff they say about people at funerals or the stuff they say about people at weddings. I mean, weddings are just a foundation. They're like a festival of lies. Every second sentence that comes out of someone's mouth is a complete lie. Right down to people saying stuff like, oh, so honoured to be a part of your special day. Are you though? Let's translate this into real life. So honoured to be part of your special day. AKA, this was a massive inconvenience for us and presented tremendous financial difficulties for us as a couple. But cheers, I hope you get the fucking Dyson hairdryer or selfie in South Africa or whatever other rich gobshides do with cash these days that they get from weddings. I don't, I don't absolutely, like we can't go to Turkey in August now because I'm down in some country estate in Carlo at some fucking wedding spending my summer holidays money on you, you know, giving your vows. Ludicrous. It's weird the way nowadays people don't even give gifts anymore to weddings. It's literally just no, 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 cash. Don't even like not even a voucher for Dubré books. No, 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 cash. People just want cold, hard cash. The lies people tell at weddings. I remember I was at a wedding recently. And I was asking somebody. I was like, "Oh, where's uh, where's Sarah and Dave? Are they not? Uh, are they not? Are they not invited? Or could they not make it? Oh well, no, no. It's it's very low key. Low key." You've invited 242 people. That's literally more people than who have died from the fucking coronavirus. Let's be honest here. The reason they're not invited is because you haven't spoken to Sarah since your J1 and Dave's got psoriasis and you don't want the psoriasis in your photos. That's the reality. Low-key weddings. Do you ever get that? People saying they've had low-key weddings. There's literally nothing low-key about this. Like, your invitations were hand-delivered by Stork, and I'm pretty sure they were written in gold. Like, low-key weddings. You sent out a save-the-date in silver, and then you sent out, I mean, the trees that you must have killed now with all of this paper. You could clear a space in the Amazon the size of the Aviva with my ex-girlfriend with the amount of paper that you've used. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, actually, no, we've invited them to the day three. Day three, these weddings last longer than Ramadan. I've had relationships last less than some of these people's weddings. It's essentially lent they're going on for so long. Absolutely lentil, I mean, absolutely mental. Weddings these days is just a series of people trying to outdo their friends. It's all just one big competition. You know, for the four months leading up to the wedding, the bride's closest friends will be all talking about how fucking insufferable she is. You know, and they're all running around doing the various jobs and errands that she's asked them to do. But they all absolutely hate her. And then the wedding day itself comes. And these days, by the way, have you noticed that weddings, everyone's trying to be a little bit quirky. You know, everyone's trying to be a bit quirky, like, oh, they're now those neon signs are everywhere. You know, the ones that say like, oh, I fell in love here which is essentially the neon equivalent of your parents having like a framed photo in the house that says, I only play golf on days that end in Y. It's so phenomenally basic. Also, stop this whole new thing about bringing ice cream vans out at 1am. There's nothing unique about this. By the way, it's after midnight. Why in God's name would I want a 99? Absolutely ludicrous. Weddings have just lost absolutely, they're totally out of control now. I was at a wedding recently, and the queue for the lads Jacks during the dinner was longer than Schindler's bloody list. Like, literally ridiculous. Guys think this is Glastonbury. It's not, it's a wedding-like. It's, it's literally a wedding. Oh, and uh, it's amazing just, like, how, how they can cook so much delicious food for so many people, isn't it? No? No, that's that's literally not a surprise at all. Have you have you literally ever been in a restaurant? Like, oh no, it's just absolutely amazing the way they can produce so much high quality food for this many people. No, no, it's not at all. And also, this food isn't high quality. This is really, really average. This is beige, bland. This is there's nothing to this. Like the absolute shite talk you have to have at weddings. Also, oh, uh, what time did you head off at uh, last night? Then, excuse me. What time did you uh, hit the old hit the old hay there last night? So, uh, uh, what time did I go to bed at? Yeah, Wait, why? Are you, why are you asking me what time I went to? Be- why do you give a damn when I went to bed last night? I don't even know you. You know what I mean? I got stuck talking to you about narcos for 25 minutes at the table because your missus is friends with my missus and then I had to go over and sit on my hunkers at a different table because you were so boring. You literally use the phrase spoiler alert in real life. Anybody that uses the phrase spoiler alert in real life should be taken outside and shot in front of their children. You're so boring. You're literally so boring. The amount of chat that you have to have at weddings. It's just so garlic-like. At least, you know, I prefer the bitchiness. I prefer the bitchiness because you get a lot of bitchiness at weddings. I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, And it's not, not to make like a sweeping generalization, but I do think that, you know, oftentimes women are better at it than we are, than men are. Like, I was at a wedding recently and this woman came up to another woman beside me and she said... Oh, I absolutely love your dress, Sarah. She was like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yours is amazing too. And she's like, yeah, you're getting great wear out of it this summer, aren't you? That is razor sharp. It actually gave me a bit of frisson on the back of my neck. Like, ridiculous. And then women coming up to me going like, oh, you look really dapper. What do you mean I look Dapper. I'm wearing a fucking rental tuxedo. The only times the phrase dapper should ever be used. If morons are dressing up like the Peaky Blinders or you've got a misogynist apologising on ITV, you look very dapper. The bitchiness you get at weddings. It's insane. You can always tell, by the way, there's always such an undercurrent of drama that's sort of simultaneously occurring throughout the day as these events unfold, but nobody's mentioning it. Like, you've got all of the bridesmaids... You know, who secretly are at their wits end with the bride because she's been driving them demented for the last seven months. She's also got them wearing dresses that you wouldn't wear into a surgery. You wouldn't wear into an operating room. You'd be too mortified. Yet she makes all of the bridesmaids wear these dresses. Meanwhile, she looks like a white angel. Absolutely ridiculous. And then you get, you know, everybody commenting. I love the sort of the, just the subtlety, the subtle digs, you know. Everybody like, oh, and wasn't the, uh, the ceremony was amazing, wasn't it? Yes, no, it was, Helen, you're right, it was. It was very respectful, you know? What? Why are you using the term respectful? Why would you ever use that term with regards to a wedding? Ridiculous. But no, it was lovely, though, and the whole, the design and everything now was really nice, you know, the table piece, I thought, was gorgeous, and all of the curtains and everything is absolutely beautiful. And then, oh, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. No, it's not the way I would do it. No. No, 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 no! Not the way I would do it. No, not, not at all the way I do it. Good God, no! But for Sarah and Steve, it was, you know, adequate. It was very them, wasn't it? You get to the speeches. Oh, the speeches. Don't you just love it? Don't you absolutely love the speeches? What I never understand with wedding speeches is the terminology used by the bride and groom. You know whenever they're speaking to each other and they're either doing their vows or they're just saying a few words and it's, you are my shining light, my morning brow, my captain of my ship, you are my sailing ship. Hold on a second here. Last week you were calling the guy Jono and now you're referring to him as a boat. What the hell is going on here? These speeches are just so insincere and always by the way, always you get some absolute gobshite who you know gets up on the stage and he, he makes a couple of weird private jokes that probably only two people in the whole congregation are going to get. And then he makes a slightly awkward, you know, he alludes to the stag do. Always, regular as clockwork, as sure as night comes after day, he'll say something like, no, uh, you know, very good for the, uh, you know, could we like to raise a glass for the beautiful bride? Everybody raise the glass. I think you'll all agree with me that she looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah, come on, can we skip all of this part? Come on, get to the good stuff. Anyway, I uh, just want to say, very happy for Jonesy, you know, uh, haven't seen a smile on his face this big since, uh, we were in, uh, Stag, in the, in the Stag in Prague. Do you remember? There's sort of like an awkward laughter because people can sort of sense what's coming, but sort of praying that he manages to rein it in. Suffice to say, we had a bit of a late night there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. And, uh, basically ended up in, uh, we went to see a bit of a show that night. Suffice to say, there was lots of table tennis balls involved, but there was no table tennis... Okay, stop now. Stop now. This is a wedding, okay? We know you're referring to some sort of bizarre, uh, like, weird sex show or prostitute. There's Just stop this now. We've asked you to stop, okay? Ludicrous. And then you always get, you know, I never really understand this. Again, like Christmas, but weddings as well. Just any opportunity to condescend towards all people. You'll always get... You'll always get a joke thrown in by either the bride, you know, where she'll say, and of all things, I would just like a special thank you to my gorgeous nana. You know, I always raise my eyebrow then when they say gorgeous, because I'm thinking, okay, hold on, maybe, you know, back in the sort of Cuba Missile Crisis days, she was half a looker, but today... She smells like the colour purple, if that's, even fe- if that's even possible. Your nana smells like the colour purple. But she'll say, the most beautiful woman in the room. Okay, and she'll have a nice little toast to the granny. And then she'll say something like, you know, oh, and she's probably going to be last to leave the dance floor. Well, Yeah. But she's also last to leave the bathroom. She's also last to leave the car. The woman's got a Zimmer frame and she's 93 years of age. If you leave her anywhere, she'll be stationary. <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is absolutely ridiculous. The condescension towards old people. There's always like two old, like, you know the way, the old people's table. Then there'll be like two old people chatting who don't know each other and talking about, I don't know, TB or the war or something. And people are like, oh, do you see that? Miriam and uh, Gary are getting on very well over there. Well, yeah, like they still have agency; they're still able to communicate. Do you know what I mean? Like, Nana, how high you, Nana, Are you enjoying your day? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's going grand. And Nana, did you have the fish? Or did did you did you have the fish, Nana? She starts doing that swimming gesture with her hands. Did you have the fish? Or did you have the moo? Did you have the did you have the steak, Nana? Did you have the moo? It's like what what the, what are you doing with your hands? Yeah, I, I had the. I had the ribeye. So, sorry, sorry, why are you condescending kind of to me? Like, I worked in the UN for 25 years. I only retired four years ago. You work in sales for some tech company and you think you're brilliant because they've got a few fucking beanbags thrown around the room. You're not intellectually superior. Just because I'm a little bit old doesn't mean that I don't have agency and I've lost all sort of cognizance and I can't communicate. Just because I can't control my bowels does not mean I can't control my vowels. I can still talk. And then once the speeches are finished, you know, we... we get on to the party time. Woo! The party! Party's starting, guys! Let's have, like, the dances! Let's have the amazing emotional dance. You know that dance that they do? The bride and the groom? Even though he was in Benekasim during the summer and he defecated on his trousers because he'd taken so much MDMA and she was in District 8 last Tuesday. No, no, no. Let's have a lovely slow dance now with music that would be too emotional to even be played in a John Lewis ad, you know? Some sort of like Ellie Goulding remix of an 80s, 80s ballad but on the harper scored, you know? or like Ed Shea- Ed Sheeran thinking out loud, oh my god, it's so Robert and Kira. Ed Sheeran thinking out loud, Ed Sheeran thinking out loud, okay, having Ed Sheeran's thinking out loud as your wedding song is about as unique as going to that ice cream place, Scrum Diddly's in Dunliddley whenever the weather's warm, absolutely originally, do you know what I mean? No, but the, the wedding party's fun, you know, it's, it's really like loose, people are dancing, you know, some absolute hilarious guy has taken his tie off and he's put around his forehead because he's an absolute mad man. Oh, my name's Graham, and by the way, don't get me a Jager bomb. I won't. I literally had zero intention of buying you anything, at the very least, a Jaeger bomb. Graham, you know one of those guys, he works in like insurance and he's so boring but all of a sudden the dinner comes off, the blazer comes off, the sweat patches are visible you can smell him from the altar and all of a sudden he's just there dancing and hollering and whooping and scooping and he's grabbing people left, right and centre as if we're all mates just graduating from some sort of fictional high school No, Graham, tone it down DJ's there, spinning absolute muck Oh, we've given him a playlist of all of our favourite tunes Damn, I really wish you wouldn't have because I was half thinking of having a dance. But no, no, no. I'm listening to essentially the soundtrack of the OC. I feel like Captain Bloody Oats here. The DJ then spinning these songs is the same. The DJ's the same sort of guy as the one we've spoken about before at teenage discos. Don't give the guy a microphone. Or at least if you're going to, give them elocution lessons first. I'm a very happy couple, very, very happy couple. Uh, Wishing them a lot of happiness. And uh, I hope their marriage goes a little bit better than mine. Uh, uh, His voice starts quavering. Oh, Fifi. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely ludicrous. There's always just these guys at weddings that can't contain themselves. Like, going to a wedding, you should never want to have to send an apologetic text the next morning. Do you know? Like, to to, to apologise for your behaviour, your conduct. Why can't people keep, like, within the realms of sort of societal expectations of what's a normal way to behave? I never understand it. Especially the single people, by the way. I saw a girl at a wedding recently, okay? And I know she was single because you could actually smell it. You could smell the singlehood from her. And people were telling me, because I'm single as well, they are like, oh, Mark, maybe you guys, no... No, just because we're both single doesn't mean we need to mingle. And at one point, anyway, I saw her, and I actually thought that she was having some sort of, like, epileptic fit or, like, an allergic, anaphylactic reaction to the fish or something. But no, what she was actually doing was she was trying to swipe right on people in real life. She's literally a walking version of Tinder. Absolutely insane. So we pumped. No, we didn't didn't pump. But before I get a little bit too judgmental, I need to, uh... You know, I need to accept the fact that I'm not exactly perfect either. No, no, no. Old Little Marky Boots. Old Little Marky was at a wedding last May, okay? And my whole, my whole entire family were there, right? Whole entire family. And we were on the dance floor at the end of the evening. And I, I didn't recall a lot of this, but I was reminded by the video. You know, the wedding video people get these days. Those wedding videographers are absolute shafters. They just basically go around and find you looking the most embarrassed, you, like in the most embarrassing or compromising situations and manageable. Also, there's no, you know whenever like you're outside, standing outside the church or something and you're having a conversation with your friend and the videographer sort of like sidles up to you and then like puts the camera like as if you're not aware of it into your face. And she's like, oh no, don't, don't worry about this, just act natural. How the hell can I act natural when you've literally got a bloody camera in my face? But anyway, these videographers, I mean also, they doctor the footage, they make every wedding look like it's this absolute gorgeous, you know, perfect day, really romantic and sweet. And even the guys who, you know, you've seen do outrageous things at 2am in the post-wedding video, they all look perfect. I mean the sort of doctoring of the footage that goes on is the type of work that Joseph Goebbels would probably be proud of. Like utterly ludicrous. But anyway, we were we're at this wedding and yeah, so we're at the afters now, you know, we're we're having the dancing. The bride has already slipped out to change her name on Facebook. She's came back, we're all there dancing, it's grey crack. And then in the video, there I was like from afar you just see this sort of vision coming onto the dance floor and he's waving his two fingers up in the air listening to the human league don't you want me baby i actually remember the first time i heard that song um when was it i don't know but i was working as a uh, waitress i think in a cock no absolutely don't even bother but anyway i come <laughs> i come sidling on to the dance floor uh don't you want me baby by the human league playing next thing you know i'm doing the air guitar Next thing you know, I'm up against the wall, literally wearing the face off somebody. My and Like in the same shot, you can see like my dad and his wife dancing. People have genuinely been resuscitated with less vigor than the way that I was consuming and engulfing her figure, kissing her up against the wall. I was the talk of the bloody town the next day. Well, I wasn't really. I was the talk of the day too. You know, the day two. When everybody, at this point, by the way, all of the sort of formalities now are gone. Like, all of the people that you were once going to make an effort, that you were forced to make an effort with the day before, that's all disappeared. Everybody now is just back. Normal society has resumed. You're back in your little closed off circle with whoever you want to talk about. And that's it. And everyone's talking about the gossip from last night and who hooked up with who and which house did everybody go back to. Because you never get that, especially if you're going down to one of these country like estate weddings and everybody's staying on site. There's always like one sort of either cottage or B and B or house that turns into like the sesh house, you know, where every all the all the people who can say goodbye to the party have to just keep going. Sometimes Mark Megan is occasionally, you know, at at these places. But you go back to the Sesh house and it's just like We should really go to bed, shouldn't we? It's like you're sitting around listening to tunes on an iPhone because you don't have any speakers, you don't have a laptop. You're sitting beside the insurance salesman, Graham, who's telling you, like, have you seen this? What's this? No, I haven't, Graham. Uh, Chemical Brothers, live, Brighton Beach, 1994. Wicked. Mm, mm, and you're like okay yeah I'm going to indulge in this it's just literally now you Graham and Nana staying up till the final bit of the night like you know sharing one cigarette and like drinking straight from a bottle of Hennessy that he's nabbed from the catering kitchen on instagram at megan mark you can get all the latest podcasts news etc there as i said for the live show information you've got to go on to patreon.com forward slash mark megan yeah let's go exciting times i can't thank you enough for the support i owe everything to you thank you have a good week and i'll speak to you soon all the best